God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. This is your brother, Jesse Jarab, and this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. Ladies and gentlemen, today a very great topic sent in by our brother, James Nash. Thank you, brother James, wherever you are, wherever you may be, for the topic. Ladies and gentlemen, you as well can send in your own topics if you want us to talk about a specific topic on being a Christian. Your own thoughts, if you will. You can do so by emailing us at jarip2318 at gmail.com. No spaces. That's J-A-R-E-B-2318 at gmail.com. Jarip2318 jot at 2318 at gmail.com and the name and then name the subject as christian thoughts or christian thought topic or just simply ct topic you can send it there and let us know if you want us to say your name or you just want to be known as anonymous brother or sister in christ that's fine as well remember j-a-r-e-b 2318 2318 at Jot it 2318 at gmail.com. Remember to send it with the subject Christian Thought Topic or just simply CT Topic. And now today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to our brother James Nash, is stop wishing and start claiming or declaring. A very good topic or subject to talk about. I know we talked about how powerful our tongue is, but before... I mean, but today, excuse me, we're going to show you how you can use that power in the name of Jesus for your wish or prayer to become reality if it is in the will of God. Stop wishing and start claiming right here on Christian Thoughts right now. Today, we're basing today's topic on the famous Bible verse of Proverbs 18.21. But instead of only reading that, we're going to start in verse 10 of chapter 18 and then we'll do our commencing prayer so that is proverbs those of you who have your bibles proverbs 18 let's go to proverbs 18 verse 20 no verse 10 excuse me and then we'll stop at 21 proverbs 18 starting with verse 10 And go to 21. We're going to read it today. First in the King James Version. And then in the New Living Translation. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit says, Then the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and as high a wall, and as a high wall in his own conceit before destruction. The heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. 
The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can heal, who can bear? The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. The lot causeth contentions to cease, and parteth between the mighty. A brother defended, a brother offended, it's harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. And here's our base for today. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And now we'll read it in the New Living Translation. We'll read, uh, we'll just read from 15 to 21. And it says, verse 15, Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. The first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. Flipping a coin can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments can separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Thank you, Jesus. We give you thanks for another beautiful day, another, another wonderful day that you have allowed us to have today. Uh, we give you thanks, God, even though we're not live, but we are here for your glory and for your praise, God. Another Monday, another beginning of the week, God, that you have allowed us to have. We ask that you bless us today. We ask that you continue to bless us. And in your mighty name, may everyone who listens, may they be blessed and may they learn something new about your word. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. So, stop wishing, start claiming. We just read that the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. That means many things in one. For one, that means literally you can kill someone off just by saying it. And it also means figuratively. That means that however you talk is how your life is going to be. That means our tongue is extremely powerful, extremely strong, more powerful than we think it is. As a matter of fact, people had, and the Bible says that people had to reap the consequences of what they said against God or what they said towards God, for God. As in good consequences and bad consequences. Consequences nonetheless. But both of them had their... Uh, they both had their consequences. They both had their issues. Or they both had the rewards. What do I mean by that? Well, let's go to another Bible verse. Let us go... To ladies and gentlemen, the book of Luke. No, excuse me. 
the book of Matthew. No, it might be Luke. taking a while ladies and gentlemen I had it and then I lost it I had it written down and everything no it is it is Matthew I'm right okay it says It says in Matthew chapter 13 Matthew 13 And it came to pass Verse 53 And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables He departed thence And when he was coming to his own country He taught them in their synagogue In so much that they were astonished and said whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works is not this the carpenter's son is not his Mar mother called Mary and his brother and James and Joses and Simon and Judas and his sisters are not the uh, are they not all with us whence then he hath man whence then this man had all these things they were offended in him but Jesus said unto them a prophet is not without honor, safe in his own country, in his own house. He did many mighty works. No, excuse me. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. See? Consequence. What was their consequence? The consequence of them speaking against Jesus in this uh, verse of the Bible. In this verse of the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. In Nazareth. Where he was from. People said this can't be the same person because this man brings wisdom. Is this not the man that we know? Is this not the man whose mother is named Mary and he's the son of a comforter? Uh, Joseph is this not the same man and because of their of, of their speaking against Jesus and because of their unbelief towards Jesus the Bible says that their consequence was them not seeing mighty works many mighty works there were some mighty works that he did but many others that he wanted to do he was not able to because of their unbelief. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that's only one. That is only one of the many. Think about this. A man named Zechariah. 
Uh, I believe that's. I believe that is Nuke. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the Book of Luke. The first chapter. Chapter 1. Um, let's start in verse... We'll start in verse 11. Luke chapter 1 verse 11. And there Peter appeared unto him... An angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. This is the power of the tongue. This is the power of the cons. This is the consequence of what we sometimes say without thinking. People always say, "Be careful what you say or think before you speak." We all have heard. We all have heard that. Think before you speak. But listen to what this man says. Zechariah says, and the consequence that comes to him. It says. And thou shalt, verse 14, thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Listen to what Je Zechariah says to the angel and says, verse 18, Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. The New Living Translation of that same verse, that same verse, the New Living Translation of Luke chapter 1, verse 18. It says, no. It says in Luke chapter 1, verse 18, in the New Living Translation, it says, Luke, I keep doing that. Luke chapter 1, verse 18. It says, Zechariah said unto the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. He says, I'm an old man. How am I supposed to know this is going to happen? I don't believe this. Because of his unbelief, a big consequence happened. A high consequence that I bet he regrets unto this day if he was alive. The angel said, I am Gabriel, the angel, the angel Gabriel. And he says, I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, verse 20, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent 
and unable to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. The guy became a mute because of his unbelief, because of him speaking against the angel of God, the angel Gabriel, the angel sent by God, ladies and gentlemen. He says, and I quote, ladies and gentlemen, he said, how is this going to happen if I am an if I am an old man, I am an old man. And so I don't think this can happen because I'm an old man and my wife is as old as I am or well along in years as well. And so this can't happen. She is way too old to have a baby. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said to the angel. That is basically what he said to the angel. That is basically what he said to the angel. And the angel Gabriel says, because of your unbelief, because of these words that you speak against my uh, uh, message and against God, because basically he spoke against God. He spoke against the angel sending, I mean, mean, against God sending the angel. He spoke against God sending the angel and he spoke against God sending him the good news of him bearing a wife. He didn't believe it. It was right in front of his eyes and he still didn't believe it. Today we have that issue. Today we have that issue. Today we have the issue of ladies and gentlemen, we want to see to believe, but when we see, we still don't believe. Hello? Is this thing on? We want to see to believe, but when we see, we say, nah, that can't be right. That has to be photoshopped, right? I said this before, me and my brother James said this before. We said, it used to be a picture's worth a thousand words. Now, today, it's a picture's worth whatever Photoshop can give you. So, ladies and gentlemen... The point, my point, we want to say, I want to see to believe, but Zechariah had the angel Gabriel right in front of his face, telling him this good news, telling him that he will bear a child, and he still didn't believe it. He said, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? I am so old. I am this many or that many years old. The Bible doesn't say how much. But he says, I am so old. And my wife is well along in years as well. Basically, also very old. And he says, how is this going to happen? This can't happen. Because my wife and I are both old. And so, that's impossible. What did what did angel say? What did the angel say to him? He said, "Because of your unbelief, and because of you saying that I am not sent by God, you went against God. You went against your faith. You went against what you said, and what because of what you said, you'll stay silent." 
he became mute. For how long? Until the child was born. You don't believe me, it's right there. Luke chapter 1 verse 18. I mean verse verse 20. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak. Dumb in this sense, ladies and gentlemen, is not stupid or is not um, unintelligent, but dumb as in mute. Not able to speak. Not able to say anything. Speechless. Literally speechless. So stop wishing, start claiming. We gotta take, you you know, the phrases we gotta take out of our vocabulary, us as Christians. This, this word today is for Christians and for those who say that they have faith in God. This is for everyone today. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to take out of the of vocabulary, what if? Unless we say, what if God did my miracle what if God is real instead of saying what if this doesn't happen what if I'm too old as Zechariah said what if I'm too young what if I can't speak as Jeremiah said he Jeremiah as we said before many times I love to go back to Jeremiah because that's like my go-to because I've heard people say this I've heard people say, I am too young. I am. I, I want to party. I want to do this. I'm too young. I want to do that. I want to travel the world. I want to do this. There was a story, ladies and gentlemen. There's a story that the Bible, not the Bible, but a story that says that our pastor told this story to us. He said that there was a woman who was called by God. Called by God to preach around the world. Called by God to preach around the world. You heard me right. God gave her a vision and he said that and he said to her in that vision, I want you to preach my word. I want you to preach my word. And what did she say to God? She said, God, uh, not yet. Let me get married first. Let me find my true love. Let me find my true love, and when I find my true love, let me get married. I'm, I'm, I'm dating right now. Well, actually, she was dating at the moment. And she says, I'm dating right now. I'm dating my true love, and I want to get married. Let me get married, and then I'll do your will. And God says, okay. God says, okay. I'll let you get married. So they got married. And God says, okay, you are married now to your true love. Now, preach my word. Preach my word. And she says, Well, God, I, I kind of want to have kids. Let me have kids. And when I have kids, God, when, 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 when I have my kids and, and, and they're grown, well, not, no. When I have kids, she said, I, I'll do your will. And God says, okay, I'll let you have kids. And she's had kids. She had four, five kids, I believe. And God says, okay, you have five kids now. Now do my will. Preach my word. 
go around the world. Well, she says, uh, well, I want to see my kids grow. I want to see them happy. I want to see them married. I want to see them grow. God says in his mercy. God has a lot of mercy, ladies and gentlemen. God says, okay. I'll let you see your kids grow. She became an old woman. An old woman. And the, and, and, and the story says that when she became an old woman, she saw her kids grow. God says to her one final time. Okay. You saw your kids grow. Now do my will. Preach the gospel around the world. And she says, I'm too old, God. I, 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 I don't want to. I can't. She said exactly like Zechariah said. I'm too old. But instead of for, for having kids, she said it for going around the world traveling, preaching the word of God. And she said, I'm too old, God. I can't now. And God says, because you have not chosen to do my will the first time I asked you, the first few times that I asked you, because you have not chosen to do my will, I will not grant you any more uh, requests. The story says that at that instant she died. Do we want to grow through that? No. No, we do not. This woman had so many chances. So many chances to do God's will. So many chances. From her wanting to marry her true love. To her wanting to have kids. To her getting old watching her kids grow up. And because she didn't want to do God's will. God called her like six, seven times. And she said no. And that was God's last straw. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, you're probably thinking, why didn't God have more mercy on her? God has mercy on those who he wants to have mercy on. We cannot question God as to why this person and why not that person. Why? Because he's God. <coughs> it makes me sound... Like I'm saying he's a bad God, but don't get me twisted. I am not saying he's a bad God. As a matter of fact, he's a very good God for allowing her to go through all that. And still having mercy on her. Now the story doesn't say if she went to heaven or hell. Maybe God, hopefully God had mercy on her again. And took her to heaven. But... God was a good God for allowing that many chances. That many chances, ladies and gentlemen. We, we want to say like Jeremiah, I'm too young. I want to party. I want to do this. I want to travel. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to have a good time. God is saying, I need you now. Do you know why he needs the young people? To shame the old people. Because sometimes the old the older you get, the less thing the less you want to do. 
the older you get, the less you want to do. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying here? I am saying that we got to be careful with how we speak. We got to be careful with what we say against God or for God. Because sometimes, sometimes we got to think, or a lot of times, all the time, we got to think before we speak. Remember the story of Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember. They said, they said, and I quote, I'm paraphrasing, but I quote, no matter what you do to us, we will still not bow to your idol. They said, if God saves us, Glory to God. If God doesn't save us, we will still not bow. Because of their spoken word, because of their true belief in God, no matter what. I believe that's how, and that's why, God protected them. Because they could have said, hmm, what if God doesn't save us? Oh, we, we, yeah, yeah, I think I'll bow. Sure, we'll bow because what if God doesn't save us? What if God just leaves us at that time? Then I guess we're going to have to bow. Because I don't want to die. They were young people, remember. They were young. The Bible says that they were three young men. The Bible says there were three young men and that they said uh-huh. mm. <laughs> No, they said no matter what you do and no matter if God saves us or not we will still not bow. That was their trust in God. That That, that was their faith in God. They said God saves us Fine, we're, we're not going to bow. But God doesn't save us. Fine, we're still not going to bow. We'd rather die trusting in God than bowing at your idol. What would, if they, what would happen if they would have said, <laughs> I don't know about that. What if God doesn't? We say that a lot. That we Again, we need to take that out of our vocabulary. What if God doesn't? What if God does? Why can't we think of that more often? What if God does? What if God does save you? Then you'll show the world. What if God does give you that miracle? Then you'll show the world what God can do. What if God does give you that house? Does give you that car? Does give you that job? Does give you that person that you want, that that wife or husband that you want, you'll show the world. What if God doesn't? Praise God anyway. Because sometimes it's a no. 
I'm not promising you here, ladies and gentlemen, that God is always going to say yes. Uh-uh. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that God wants to see your faith. What I'm saying is that you need to, we need, we need to be careful what we say and what we don't say. Zechariah says, I'm too old. And at that instant, the angel said, you're going to be mute until your son is born now because you didn't believe. And it wasn't until after his son was born that he was able to talk again. Apologize for the music having technical issues, but I'll continue. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying here is that we need to be careful. But we also, not only be careful, we need to start declaring in the name of Jesus. What, like, 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 this, like Jesus' disciples did. I'm not talking about the 12. I'm talking about the ones that were away. The ones that the, the actual part of the 12 tried to rebuke them because they were rebuking demons in Jesus' name, but they said that they shouldn't have done that. And what did Jesus say to them? Jesus says, those that are not against us are for us. Do not rebuke them. Do not rebuke them for they are using the name above all names. I'm paraphrasing here. But that's basically what Jesus said. The twelve saw that they were rebuking demons and, and taking out demons and, and, and healing people in Jesus' name. And the twelve thought they, they shouldn't have done that. But Jesus says, those that are not against us are for us. Do not rebuke what they do. In other words, they're doing the will and the will of my Father. They're doing the works. They're doing the works that I want you to do. Jesus says, don't rebuke them. You don't know if they're for us or against us. Well, if they're not for us, they're against us. But if they're not against us, they are for us. So do not rebuke them. We, in Jesus' name, have to do what they did. In Jesus' name. <laughs> we have to rebuke demons. We have to declare miracles in our lives. We need to start doing that. Stop wishing. Brother James came up with this because he hears people all the time. Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish, I wish, and wish. Stop wishing. Start claiming. Even Christians. Oh, I wish I had a car. I wish I had a good job. Christians saying these things. We're not supposed to wish. We are Christians. We have 
Jesus on our side. We have God on our side. We're supposed to declare and claim that it is ours. We're supposed to declare and claim that it shall be or shall not be. Because we as Christians, we get scared easy. We always say we have faith in God. We always say that we have belief in God. But do we really? Our pastor was saying yesterday in, 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 in his message, he was talking about faith. And he was saying, we need to stop saying we believe in God and we have faith in God. And start showing and acting like we do. He says, the disbelief. Disbelief is a sin against God. Disbelief is a sin against God, he says. Why is it a sin? Because it is something that God does not agree with. Disbelief. Because of Zechariah's disbelief, he became mute. Because of the, of the Nazarene's disbelief, Jesus didn't do many miracles. Even John says in his book that there are so many more miracles that Jesus did that the Bible doesn't talk about. That's why I don't like people that say, oh, if it's not in the Bible, I don't believe it. Well, the Bible says that there are some things that are not in the Bible. So we should believe it. If it's not in the Bible, I don't believe that Jesus can do it. Jesus can do anything. That's what we don't understand. Jesus is able to do anything he pleases. God is able to do anything he pleases. He's God. Don't say it's impossible. Nothing, the Bible says, nothing is impossible for God. And nothing is impossible for those that believe either. Oh, I don't believe I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how this is possible. I don't see. Well, Jareb, I see my finances. I see my house getting getting uh, torn down. or I see my house getting taken away. I see what you see and what you believe are two different things, ladies and gentlemen. What you see with your physical eyes and what you see with your spiritual eyes are two different things because when you see with your spiritual eyes you're not seeing with your physical what you see to, to, to what, what I say in, in my song and what the pastor said yesterday coincides he said see to believe I mean excuse me believe to see he didn't say see to believe because I, I said before as I said before we say we see we have to see it to believe it but sometimes when we see it we still don't believe it Zechariah saw the angel in front of him telling him this good news and he still didn't believe it. He still had disbelief. The people of Nazarene, the Nazarene, the Nazarenes saw Jesus' miracles and still didn't believe that he was Jesus, that he was more than just a prophet. So it's not always see to believe. Sometimes you have to creel you have to believe to see a very famous 
uh, Christmas movie, I'm not going to say which, says the same thing. Seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. And it's absolutely right. And it's absolutely right. You don't, you're not supposed to see to believe. You're supposed to believe to see. You're supposed to declare it and believe it when you declare it. But sometimes, again, we have to be careful with what we declare. Don't declare that your son or daughter or child is, a, is, is handicapped. Don't declare that he's stupid. Don't declare that he's dumb when he does things that you don't agree with, when he does things that you don't like. Don't automatically say, oh, you're so dumb or you're so disobedient. You're so this, you're so that. Don't say those things. Those are negative things, ladies and gentlemen. I never want to say to my daughter, you're stupid or you're dumb or you're disobedient or this, that or the other. Sometimes they slip out of my mouth, yes. Because I'm a human, I'm imperfect. Not stupid or dumb, but disobedient. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, you're so disobedient. No, but those are negative things to say. We need to say that they are obedient. We need to declare they are obedient. We need to declare, declare and claim that they are smart. That they will go places, that they will go farther in life. Maybe even farther than we've been. We need to declare and claim, ladies and gentlemen, what we want to see. We want. We need to believe, declare, and claim what we want to see or what we don't want to see. Sometimes we need to declare, believe, and claim that the negative is not a negative but a positive. It will turn into a positive. What we don't want to see sometimes to say, I don't want to see this. And so it shall disappear in Jesus' name. It shall go away in Jesus' name. And it, sh- and it will. Stop wishing. Start claiming. Stop wishing. Stop saying, I wish this would happen. No, claim that it does. Declare that it does. What if Daniel would have said, Huh, I'm going into the lion's den. Huh. What if David would have said, Huh, giant. There's no way I'm going to defeat him. Giant said, Goliath said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? And David said to Goliath, I come at you. You come at me with sword and 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 javelin, and I come with I come at you in the name of the God of Israel. I come at you. In the name of the God of Israel. In other words, in the name above all names. The name of God. Jehovah. The God of Israel. And it's because of what he said. Because of what he believed that he said. And claimed it. And declared it. That's why David was able to defeat Goliath. That's why David was able to defeat Goliath because he claimed it. He declared it. He said, I come at you in the name of the God of Israel. In the name of Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah uh, Shalom. 
Santo eres Dios y worthy, praise Jesus. I come at you. What if what if Goliath would have would have said, "You come at me with a stick. I will put your God, you and your God, to rest," which is what he said. He said, "I will put you and your God to rest." And David, what if David would have said, "Okay, I quit then. I I I don't think I can defeat you if that's what you say. That's what you believe." No, he still said it. He still said, I will defeat you in the name of the God of Israel. I believe in the God of the creator of the heavens and the earth. That is what we should do, ladies and gentlemen. That is how we should speak. If David could be defeat Goliath in the name of Jesus, in the name of God of Israel, in the name of Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, in the name of, of above all names, what can't we do? What can't we do? What is impossible for us as Christians? What is impossible for us that believe in God? Not only Christians, all of us that believe in God. All of us that believe in the God that created the, the heavens and the earth. What is impossible for us? What? Don't stop claiming. And stop wishing. Start claiming. Start believing. Start declaring. Let us not be like Zechariah. Let us not be like the Nazarenes. Let us not be, ladies and gentlemen, like the person that said, oh, like Jeremiah that said, I'm too young for this. But Jesus, but God said to him, don't say that you're too young. For before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I chose you. God says the same thing to us. I chose you. Don't say you're too young. Don't say you're too old. Don't say that you can't. If God chose you, you ain't choosing nobody else. You can run, hide, swim, sink, whatever you want to do. But if God chose you, don't allow him to choose somebody else. Don't make him choose somebody else. If, say, if God, you chose me, I'm here. Tell me what you want to do. Amen. This has been Christian Thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Your brother Jesse Jarab, as always, here. We remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that we are we are listener supported. Go to Anchor.fm/jct uh, to check out how you can support us, and of course, listen to all of our other podcast uh, episodes in podcast form or live episodes in podcast form right here on your favorite uh, um, podcast app or. Of course, anchor.fm slash jct. This has been your brother Jesse Jarrett. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Remember, stop wishing, start claiming, start declaring. Oh, and remember as well, if you wanna choose if you wanna send in your own idea or thought for a topic, you can do so by sending an email with the subject 
CT topic or Christian thought topic to jareb2318 at gmail.com. J-A-R-E-B as in boy uh, at gmail.com. No, J-A-R-E-B as in boy2318 at gmail.com. So, this has been again your brother Jesse Jareb. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Declare in the name of Jesus that everything will happen the way you want it to. And God bless.